Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 740, recorded live on October 15th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who is working on lights in his house, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who knows what he's going through, Andy Lowe. Hi. The lights. The lights. So many lights. Amazon had their like Prime Day whatever thing a week ago. Oh yeah, their their second Prime Day or Prime Prime Member Day or whatever it was. Right, like basically Prime Day take two, which um, which was also two days, not one. So yes. whatever. Um, but I bought a bunch of of the same brand because really, like when you're doing smart devices, it sucks to buy like five different brands of smart device. <laughs> because then you have to go into each app to set it up and they're they're all different apps and they all have different things like so i just bought a bunch of the same one i'm like you know what i wrote up a list i'm like these are the light switches i'm going to replace and these ones are three-way switches and these ones are normal switches and these ones need to be um dimmable and these ones don't and i placed an order it's like 200 bucks for a bunch of light switches. And then today I'm like, all right, time to, to start. And I pulled off the first panel and I'm like, shit, there's no neutral wire. They all require neutral wires. Yes. So yes, like, they how do. is there no, my house was built in the mid nineties. How is there no neutral wire? Yeah, no, that, that should be code in the nineties. And I went to the other, so the thing is, it's a three-way switch. And so I went to the other part of the three-way switch and I pulled that panel off and there was a neutral wire in there. So of the two, there was a neutral wire in one. However, <laughs> I could not tell there was a neutral wire because it was packed solid with spray-in insulation. Oh, great stuff. Yep, great stuff. Well, like, or whatever the generic Is there any other spray foam other than well, yeah, you know like I, I I know there's like, you know, the professionals with their spray foam. Yeah. But yeah, no. There, they, there's a couple other consumer ones, but it's basically the great stuff. Uh, and it was just filled, like packed in because it's expanding, right? It's an expanding foam. Yep. yep. And I, 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 uh, I did that actually in our bathroom because not into your electrical box. No, no, because this stuff is flammable. Highly, not just flammable, highly flammable. So inside your junction box where there are most likely, you know, wires, wires. lots of wires. Yes. Wires connected to things that are things running that electricity. Spark. Yep. Filled with great stuff. Packed with... Oh, boy. So, yeah. And then I went and looked at the next one and also filled with great stuff. So I'm like, well, shit. That was most are of these, my day. Are these outside walls? It is It is an outside wall. They're both that's, on the same wall. Yep, They're that's the why he's doing They're the only on that wall. And even with the great stuff, like, there's a lot of air coming in in the winter through that panel. The thing is, it's not coming in through the inside of the junction box. It's coming from around the junction box. So spraying insulation into the junction box doesn't help. No, that you're at you're fine putting insulation around the junction box. That's fine. I don't think he wanted to get around the junction box to spray the insulation because that would involve taking out some of the drywall. Huh. Laura suggested that we caulk the junction box and I'm I'm thinking that we might do that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other way of doing something with that. Yeah. So that that turned what I had estimated as a like, this will take like 
40 minutes per light switch tops. Like once you know what you're doing, you've identified the lines, like it's just unscrewing and screwing something in. So like yeah. I was figuring like maybe 40 minutes per light switch. It, it was more than that. It was a lot more than that. Because Please tell me, yeah, you removed the spray at, insulation? At two hours of just like peeling out the insulation and breaking it apart and pulling it out and breaking it apart and pulling it out and breaking it apart and pulling it out. I removed as much as I could, Andy. God, it is oh. literally on their website. Do not, Do not use, use this. Yeah. inside electrical boxes or panels. Yep. I actually, I looked at our our uh because like you know like i said i used it in our bathroom upstairs because there was no insulation um on the outside wall mm -hmm. um in the two corners of the bathroom so we you know Ooh. he had we had taken out all the old insulation which some of it was actually just crumpled up newspaper which you know it's great finding a newspaper from 19 <laughs> as, as insulation yep from uh, 1961 as insulation yes talk about a fire hazard but yeah um, but yeah, there, there was, there were some gaps like behind there that it, it, it was, um, too narrow of an opening to, um, <clears throat> get any sort of actual like foam insulation in there. So I just, you know, I got the big gap version of great stuff yep. and basically, yeah, just filled up that thing as much as possible. Yeah. Sorry, there was a Oops. snake that went off behind me. I heard <laughs> it's a little odd, but okay. There's there's a puzzle that if you put the the puzzle pieces in, they have photo cells on them. What? Yeah, there are photo cells built into the base of the puzzle. So when you put the puzzle the right puzzle piece in there, it blocks the photo cell and it makes a sound, uh... i.e., animal noises. So the light behind me shuts off at eleven o'clock. It's on and a timer. It, it thinks that it's covered. Yep. <laughs> I can put my lights on timers now, too, because I, I did pull out all the insulation and I did replace two, three. I replaced three things in the wall, three of the switches. Well, there you go. Yep. But it yeah. makes life so much easier. Just go down in the morning and just be like, hey, turn on the lights and then. Oh, my God. Yes. Or like if you're going upstairs and you're carrying a giant thing of laundry and you're like, shit, the lights. Yep. You just be like. Hey, turn off the lights. <laughs> there are, well, our bedrooms are not on switches, smart switches, and the basement staircase and the, the one basement light downstairs, the, the playroom downstairs is not. And I think that's it. Everything else is smart? Well, except for the bathroom. Yeah, no, but I don't need a smart light in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, turn off the bathroom light. What? I am in here. No, turn it on. Turn it on. But I'm, Yep. That was, uh, I, I sent your picture off to uh, one of the uh, guys who does a PowerPoint presentation Yeah, at some of the uh, conferences on like what not to do and things yeah. that he's seen that have gone wrong. And a couple of them were actual fire hazards. So I just sent him that one and I'll see what he says. Okay. He's currently traveling I, back from Wisconsin. So I sent that picture to um, our friend Beth, whose father was a fire marshal and said, show your dad this and see how he reacts. He was not pleased. Nope. <laughs> but I did get uh, uh, congratulated on how much of it I had removed and that I did a good job and did the right thing by removing it. Oh, my gosh. 
it's so bad, Andy. It's so bad. The people, like, we're pretty sure the guy who used to live here was involved with the fire department. Like, he was a, he was a fireman or he was a volunteer fireman, but, like, he should know better. Well, they do make fire-rated foam, you know, insulation. Yeah. But that's not the stuff that you buy in a can from Home no. Depot. No. And I'm pretty sure it's not the stuff that he used. Nope, he probably, yeah. Because, nope. Mm-hmm. And also... What a more like? Do you really think you're never gonna want to change your light switches? Like, granted, the house was made in 1994. The idea of a smart switch 30 years ago was like not really a thing. But still, like the switches are gross. They're they're icky. Yeah. They're 30 years old. Yep. What kind of moron is gonna like permanently seal everything in there in place? It is never moving and never coming. Like, what a fucking jerk. That, yeah, I just... Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, but it's... it's Well, those three are done. There's still many more to go. Uh, thank you for the uh, touchless volt measure thing. Voltage device. Non-contact volt device. Non-contact voltage detector. Tester. Tester, Detest- yes. Yeah. Uh, NCVT, uh, yes. Super, super helpful. Yeah, no, that's one of the things that... Somebody told me, it's like, look, this is something that is very simple, very cheap, and will save your life. Yep. Uh, and not even saved my life, but, like, just help me figure out what the wiring is doing. Because, like, at one point, I turned on the light, and I'm like, wait, why is the light not turning on? And then I went and flipped the other switch, and I'm like, oh, now the light's turning on. Wait a second. <laughs> something's not right here and i was able to use it to be like okay there's voltage in this line this line but not this line and flip the switch now there's voltage in this line but not this line. oh i flipped the load in the traveler well at least your load and your traveler are actually wired up correctly yeah unlike my dining room light that has the load on the traveler oops yep wait how does that work <laughs> that um the the load and the traveler are flipped okay yeah so that's that's what happened to me yeah. Where, like, it'll only turn on when both switches are on. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just did. And then I corrected it because I diagnosed it. Yeah, that's, yeah, I figured, I'm like, these three-way switches have never worked the entire time we've been here. I got to get this smart <laughs> switch to work. Yeah, just figure out what everything is. Mm-hmm. Also, I was able to figure out that the thing that I thought was the load, no, I thought it was the line, and it turns out it was not. <laughs> it was... It's crazy how the wiring works because the actual line comes into the box, but the wire that goes to the switch on the line load of the switch is the load. I'll let you think about that for a second. I would have to probably draw that one out. Yeah. So the line comes into the box and then ties directly into another wire because that wire is connected to the line of the other switch and to the bottom socket of all of the wall sockets. Yeah, the wiring in this house is a mess. And I know how that feels. Yeah, but my house is 30 years younger than yours. Yeah. They were supposed to have worked things out by then, Andy. <laughs> so anyway, did that, uh, did Pokemon Go Community Day, and I started a new job on Monday. I had to, uh, I installed a new transmitter on Friday. Um, I had actually gotten it earlier in the week, uh, but I couldn't get it to turn on. Um, so I finally got a hold of the manufacturer, and the manufacturer's like, well, did you log into the, the web interface? And I'm like, this is just, a, I didn't know this thing had a web interface very small box and he's like yeah you got to plug the ethernet and i'm like okay he's like here i'll walk you through it i'm like no i know how to (laughs) 
I know how to find I, these things. I, I got that part. It's yes. fine. It's fine. No I worries. just didn't know I had to do that. And he's going through the thing here and he, there's so many options, so many menu options. <laughs> yeah. And he gets down to one at the very bottom. He's like, oh, your box isn't authorized yet. Uh-oh. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, somebody must have forgotten <laughs> to authorize your box. So he grabs, it's some sort of public-private key thing there, you know, here, put in this massively long alphanumeric string, generates another one, put that into your box, and you're good to go. And I'm like, really? That's that's why my transmitter wasn't turning on, is because somebody at the factory forgot to... Forgot to actually hook it up. Actually, yeah, put in the authorization key. Yep. And of course, none of that was in the manual, because it's supposed, it's supposed to be... supposed to happen at the factory. Yeah, it's supposed to happen at the factory. Yeah. <clears throat> like, well, that I will, mean... Like it, yeah. So is that the is that so you what can't steal the transmitter from the factory or something or I I still couldn't figure out why that was built into the transmitter that it needed an authorization key in order to actually let me turn it on. It's security measure, right? It's so that they don't go missing. It's so that they can track it. Probably, but yeah. Then it uh, there was a failure with it at some point so i had to drive out there again this morning yeah especially yeah it's it's an hour drive there every single time i have to drive out there yeah i was gonna say oh hey i'm on call this weekend too i'm on call every weekend yep but the uh the corporate engineer is coming out on monday uh to take a look at a used transmitter to replace one of our old transmitters and look at the building for ordering a new transmitter for that one. So then we can actually put the actual tra- new transmitter that's supposed to be where this other one is, but in, it's currently running as a backup on the other. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on. So t- next week's going to be fun. Mm. Fun is an odd word for that. Mm-hmm. Look at us two like, middle-aged curmudgeon men talking about it. <laughs> Shit that's going wrong. What's going right, Andy? What's what give give me some good news. There is good news, right? Um Andy. Yeah, crew crew four landed fine. Everybody's back home safe. Good. That's good. So so far since the Dragon capsule has been introduced, SpaceX has now put more astronauts into space than anybody else. <laughs> than anybody else that I mean since then right like yes. in that time period in that time period ever since crew the the crew dragon <laughs> yeah. got approved okay. spacex has but not put like more- not like saying spacex has put more people in space than nasa no just then nasa has since the dragon capsule was was approved yes okay since the dragon capsule <laughs> has been approved spacex has put more astronauts into space than anybody else yeah, well, we're kind of hesitant to have Russia put anything up into space right now. Yeah. Didn't they just do an anti-satellite test or something? Did they? I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. No, they're bombing the crap out of the Ukraine. Oh, uh, no, they just re- launched a Russian inspector satellite. Russian satellite appears to have been <laughs> placed in nearly the same orbit as a classified American reconnaissance satellite. That's a little iffy. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, That's a little terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yep. This whole Russia thing is always just watching it closely, but, you know, nothing I can do about it. So, let's see. What other n- good news do I have? Oh, speaking of space, I got a couple of space topics. I'm back. Oh, you were gone? You didn't know I was gone. No. Yep. Sorry, I missed everything in the last 45 seconds. That's okay. I was just trying to find something good, but there is some okay. good space news. Good space news. So, the DART mission. Yes. Ramming the DART mission, ramming a probe into an asteroid. Yes, mm-hmm. they hit. Is yep. there more news? 
Well, they um, they said, like, look, you know, we're going to have to wait a bit to actually track the asteroid to make sure that, you know, <clears throat> this was a success. That Because the, the whole thing was, A, can we hit it? Yes. Yep. B, can we hit it hard enough to change its orbit or to deflect it from its course? Which really feels like a question that we should be able to answer with math. Well, they ran into it, right? They hit it correctly, and they just waited around because they said, like, look, you know, we're going to have to have our ground-based observatories try and find this very small asteroid. It's only 200 meters across. Very, very small asteroid. Yes. Um, Oh, and then they actually cannot tell it apart from the other asteroid that it's with from Earth. What they can see is that the the light between both of them, because they look like one object from Earth, uh-huh. um, sporadically darkens. <clears throat> Which is and, when the little one's behind the big one. Yes. Okay. So you only see the light out of off of one of them, not both. Right. So the impact was designed to be head-on and slow one of them down, and it looks like they can already tell that it has uh, shortened its 12-hour orbit by half an hour already. Okay. I mean, already I wouldn't expect it to be like continually dropping. No, but they they slowed it. They can tell already that they slowed it down. Nice. By half an hour. So yes. We did shift its orbit. Yes. Slightly. Uh, The orbit is now tens of meters closer to the other asteroid. So we hit it head on so that we slowed it down. Yes. Because if you slow it down, it's going to drop closer. That's so weird. If you slow it down, it drops closer, which means it has a shorter distance to cover. (laughs) Orbital mechanics are weird, because if you make it go faster, then it goes out farther, and it takes longer. Well, either way, it's we were able to successfully... Alter Alter its course. Alter its course, yes. Yes, but like, A, by how much? Because remember, the whole point of this is like, can we deflect an asteroid? Mm -hmm. Coming at Earth, can we, how much time do we need? Can we deflect it? And B, again, a lot of this feels like we should be able to answer it with math. We know the physics that are going behind this thing, right? Well, yes, but theoretical physics versus, you know. Andy! theoretical physics of hitting a thing with a thing isn't very theoretical. We've done it a lot. We're really good at hitting things with things. It's like, that's human nature. One, we can go really long without stopping. And two, hitting things with other things. We're endurance hunters who throw things. Yep. (laughs) Like, that's... That's our stick. That's where we were in the animal kingdom before we started shaping the world around us. Endurance hunters who throw things. Surprisingly accurate, too. Like, you know, you hear about the the animal kingdom. They're like, a skunk is accurate with its spray up to, like, 20 feet. And I'm like, okay. Fucking, like, sure. But a pitcher for the, the tigers can be accurate at, like, 60 feet. Yep. And it's a much smaller ball. Mm-hmm. How far is the throw from from like the outfield to like first base? Oh, it's well, it depends on where you are in the outfield, right? But like, let's say, let's say I, I get up to bat, I hit it off, it goes over to left field. But I'm me, so like, it's going to take me some time to get to first base. So they throw it from the outfield to first base. What's the distance? What are we, what are we talking about? Like fifty feet, hundred feet? Well, depends on if you're at the wall. Sometimes outfield walls are in the 300 to 400 foot range. Jeez. Yeah, I, I do love that in a in the sense of like, I hate that about baseball, that the fields are different. 
the size of the field. Not that like the in the infield is all the same, right? Yes. That's very regulated. Yes. That is that very is very regulated. It is it is this number of feet done. Yep. But the outfield <laughs> changes based on where you play. Yep, the outfield in Boston is way different than the outfield in Houston. <laughs> I always love the other like the fields that have like other things in play. Like um, Houston has a balcony that's actually like in play that's overhangs over the wall. What do you mean that's in play? I think it's Houston where there's a balcony, or is Houston have the flagpole? <laughs> Hold on, somebody's got to have done a weird baseball outfield. Let's see, weird baseball fields, baseball quirks. Tropicana Field, the four catwalks at the Tropicana Field, if the ball strikes the two lower levels, it is completely in play. But if it hits the top two levels, it is either a foul ball or a home run, depending on where the ball strikes the catwalks. There's a reason I do not like baseball. There are many reasons I do not like baseball. Oh yeah, there's a hill in the uh, center field warning track at Minute Maid Park. I think that's the one that also has the balcony too. And that the... um, there are like garage doors in part of the outfield. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's there's some weird. Yep, yep. Uh, how did we get onto this? <laughs> throwing things. Uh, yes, throwing Dark. things. Yep. We talked about throwing things, and so of course, because we're talking about throwing things, we got into baseball. Could talk about football, but could talk about football as well. But I couldn't remember a quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers, and didn't want to say Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Drew Stanton is a good quarterback. Really? You're not going to talk about Brady? I mean, Brady's good. He's really good. Very, very good. I also didn't want to bring up Brady. I wanted to stay away from Rodgers and Brady. Also, I couldn't remember Tom Brady's name. I'm kind of tired. It's been a long day. All right. Well, other space news. Yes. There is supposedly a new launch date for SLS. Yay? Question mark? Just blow the fucker up. They plan to move the rocket back to the launch site on November 4th. Okay. Which would allow for an initial launch attempt at 12.07 a.m. on November 14th. November 14th is a Monday. Yep. I'm sorry, say that time again? 12.07 a.m. What? (laughs) 12 o'clock in the morning. Yep. On Monday morning. Yep. Do they just not want people there? Well, if that one doesn't work, there are two additional launch opportunities. One is Wednesday at 1.04 a.m. and the other one is Saturday at 1.45 a.m. I mean, it makes sense that they're all going to be at about the same time. Yeah. (laughs) So if I go down to Florida on the 13th Sunday, I could just take the week and stay in Florida and watch the the rocket go up. Possibly. And like, it's me. I'm awake at that time. So like, that wouldn't be a problem. I feel like like all of the space YouTube channels are like really middle of <laughs> like, the freaking night. You guys, you guys know we make our, our living off of like the live shit, watching the stuff and doing commentary. Now we got to do that at like one in the morning. To which my response is, guys, it's, it's not, they're going to scrub it anyway. NASA has still not succeeded in completing an entire fueling and countdown demonstration test. Uh, uh, So they're putting it on the pad on the 4th, you said? Yes. November 4th, which leads a week and a half, a week and a weekend, really, to do the tests. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to do the test. Do they, how many, do they have to do a static test? Uh, I don't know. They have, they went, after they brought it back in because of hurricane, yep. they went through the inspection. 
for the termination, the launch yes. termination. And they said that there was um, minimal work required to prep the rocket and spacecraft to roll out again. Okay. So And except it's still going to take them two weeks to roll it out. Yep. Because it's, it's October 15th right now. They're not planning on putting it on the pad until the 4th. Yes. That's almost three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Whose birthday is November 4th? I know someone whose birthday is November 4th. I swear. All right. Um. Anyway. Oh, I just realized. I'm planning on being in town for Thanksgiving, Andy. Oh. That means we could actually theoretically have a second Thanksgiving. In theory, yes. We should talk about that, but not right now. No. Trying to right now look at who was born on November 4th. November 4th. Of course you are. Yeah. There are a lot of people, but of course, you know, that's Wikipedia for you. Yeah. I, I don't think the people I know would be on Wikipedia. <laughs> there are a lot of... <laughs> Uh, soccer players on this list. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> sure, sure, Andy, sure. What else we got? Oh, P. Diddy. P. Diddy. P. Diddy, yes. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy himself. Was born on November 4th, 1969. Okay, I, you're still on that. I thought you were, like, maybe talking about a new topic. I'm like, what the hell did P. Diddy do? Nope. Um. Okay, we can go with... Okay, here we go. Still some more space news. Kind of kind of sad space news because the National Science Foundation has opted not to rebuild Arecibo. Oh, no. Why not? It was so iconic. I know. They just didn't keep it up, and so it fell apart. The head of the National Science Foundation said in a phone interview that the decision to not rebuild the telescope comes in part because the U.S. government has other radar facilities that can do part of the mission that Arecibo once did. He added that the NSF also envisions a five-year maintenance contract to keep the site open, which would cost at least $1 million a year. So instead of rebuilding the satellite dish, they are creating a $5 million education center at the site, which will promote programs and partnerships related to STEM. It also seeks to implement of a research and workforce development program, which Puerto Rico needs. But it won't be a giant, amazing telescope. Yes, I know. It won't be, you know, having literally on our honeymoon gone to Arecibo. Right. There is a picture of me out there eating ice cream in front of the satellite dish. I mean, that's 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 literally how I wanted to how we spent part of our honeymoon. Was at Arecibo. Mm-hmm. Well, that's too bad. End of an era. Yep. I'm I'm glad that they're putting money to like, you know, this was a cool place. We'll still like make a museum, but man, like it's that's too bad. At some point I'm sure we'll build a bigger dish. I don't know, unless, well, China's got the big dish now, right? Yep. Granted, they're but not like, really... There'll be a caldera of some volcano that they'll be like, oh, you know what, this thing's dead, we could just build a telescope on this. It could be somewhere down in, like, Chile or something. That would be pretty cool. we just have to make sure that the volcano's really dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe Chile is not the best place for that, because there's... <laughs> There's there's a lot of volcanoes in Chile, but they're active. Yes, that is they're the country real with the most number of active volcanoes in the world. So not there. Yeah, I wonder what country has the most active volcanoes per square mile. I'm gonna guess Iceland. You are literally looking this up. Aren't yeah, you? I'm I'm looking at country with most volcanoes per square mile. 
Indonesia. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's an archipelago. It's literally made up of volcanoes. Let's see. Yep, 121. <laughs> uh, 74 have been active since 1800, and 58 are currently active since 1950. Isn't Indonesia where the one volcano erupted that was, like, insanely powerful? The shockwave went around the world multiple times. Oh my goodness. What was the name of that one? Was that Kilimanjaro or Krakatoa? Might have been Krakatoa. Krakatoa supposedly is actually currently erupting as of the 12th of August. Mount Tambora, a volcano on the island of Sumbawa in present-day Indonesia, then part of the Dutch East Indies, was the most powerful volcanic eruption in recorded history. Lowered global temperatures in an event known as the Year Without a Summer in 1816. Oh boy. (laughs) The ash from the eruption column dispersed around the world and lowered temperatures. Well, I can actually kind of pivot off of that. Yeah? Because of climate issues, we think. Uh Uh-oh. There is no Alaska snow crab fishing season this year. Because the crabs aren't there? Exactly. Between 2019 and 2021, (laughs) snow crab numbers in the Bering Sea fell by 90%, which is about a billion snow crabs disappearing. That's a lot of crab. Yep. So is is crab about to be more expensive? Uh, most likely because nobody is allowed to fish this year at all. So people are going to fish and sell it for a lot because it's illegal. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so they don't know where the crabs have gone. <laughs> crabs aren't here. Uh, shit. How, like, they, they misplaced a billion crabs? I feel like that's a thing you should be able to figure out, like, where a billion crabs are. A billion is not a small number. I'm looking at this article. Yep, just, they, they think it's because the waters are warmer. but they, they, So that, like, the crabs just didn't hatch? Well, th- they couldn't cope with the warmer water, or the fact I mean, that then they... that's a pretty mass die-off. Um, they also think that um, they might have tried to go farther north to the colder water, but the problem is is the um, there's a major drop-off in the sea depth there. <laughs> Just picturing a bunch of crabs going like, well, it's colder that way, and they keep walking, and they keep going down because they're on the seafloor, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, it's cold enough, but also, for some reason, I can't move. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up a, a map of the depth of the oceans. <clears throat> yeah, you go from basically uh, just very shallow to uh, 9,840 feet Le- down. Leagues. Pretty rapidly. Yeah, you go from 0 to 656 to 3,000 to 9,000 feet. So, yep, that's <laughs> it's very shallow, and then it's not. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate for the crabs and mm-hmm. for the fishermen and for people who eat crab. Okay. Where is Microsoft Office going, Andy? Um, well, it's not going anywhere. They just are dropping the name. Hang on. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it's going to be Office 365? I said they're dropping no, the name that's Office. That's already is. Uh, just Office. So it's, it's Microsoft 365? Yes. You are correct. Ding, 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 Ten ding, years ding. too late, you assholes. <laughs> Xbox 360, my ass. Should have been the 365. 
So yeah, so the office apps at office.com are going to make the change first. <laughs> Sorry, just your your non-reaction to that is just hilarious. <laughs> because you okay. it's it's I feel like the, like anytime I mention just anything like 360 or 365 related in Microsoft, it's just should have done it. It would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Office 3 not Office. So Microsoft 365, they're dropping the, the moniker Office. Yes. Cool. So they're dropping, the, the new logo is going to be an O kind of Mobius strip sort of thing. Yeah. And of course, yeah, nothing's actually going away. So right. Word, PowerPoint, Outlook. So is, is, the, is the goal to make it like less focused on business and more like, this is stuff for your everyday life? Because I don't really use PowerPoint in my everyday life. And I'm, I'm sorry, Microsoft, I'm not really planning on doing so. I did use Excel rather extensively this week because I did a, a Excel implementation of the matrix multiplication thing that we were looking at last week. Oh, yeah. Supposedly that record's already been broken now. The AI one? Yeah. Really? I haven't. I, I didn't look up that topic because I, I, I honestly did not want to go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> Andy, I wrote an implementation of the the sauce and whatever algorithm. Okay, so yeah, DeepMind announced it discovered a more efficient way to perform matrix multiplication. This week, two two Austrian researchers have bested that new record by one more step. Cool. So they can do it in six multiplications? Um, They went from 45. uh, They went from 49 down to 47. This is for multiplying two four by four matrices together. So if I did it, it would be 64 steps. The algorithm from 1969 could do it in 49 multiplications. DeepMind did it in 47. And these two Austrians just got it in 46. Huh. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Not that one. Sorry. The 5 by 5 is what they did. Oh, well, but okay. 5 by 5, they got it. DeepMind got it down to 96 steps. These guys got it down to 95. Okay. Apparently, their record-breaking new algorithm came so quickly because it built off of DeepMind's work. There you go. So somebody read the paper and went, "Wait a second. We can hang on. We, there's one piece right here that we could fix. And five by five multiplication in ninety-six steps, which is weird because all of these algorithms depend on it being a power of two. Oh my god! <laughs> the name of their paper." The FBHHRBNRSSSHK algorithm for multiplication in the integers 5 by 5, still not the end of the story. In response to the recent Nature article, we announced the algorithm for multiplying 5 by 5. Two fewer than previous, we present an algorithm that does the job with only 95 multiplications. <laughs> Suck it, computer. We saw your work. Yeah, and we basically. Took it. They're like, it's, uh, wow. <laughs> Ever since Strassen discovered two by two can be multiplied, uh, mystery around the complexity of matrix asymptotically large n, the best we know is requires O to two. This is the rabbit hole you wanted to avoid. Yes. Okay. So Netflix is coming out with a cheaper platform, uh, cheaper tier. Yeah. Seven dollars a month for Netflix with ads. With um, that will include four or five minutes of ads per hour. And video quality that tops out at 720p. It will also have 10% fewer movies and TV shows than the other tiers. 10% fewer movies and TV shows. Yes. So it's, there's there's going to be premium content is what it is. Yes. I mean, seven bucks, it's not a lot. Nope. 
four or five minutes of ads per hour. That's less also than yeah, that's less than Where regular over the cable. air TV. Yeah, by like it's a quarter. Yep, I get more ads minutes when an I'm hour. watching YouTube. Oh God! So one of the things that well, um, one of the things about Netflix is that it's always been ad free, right? Yeah. It's 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 sit and binge. Yeah. The, so one of the things that Megan watches is this uh, Club Babu or something, like some YouTube video. It's dinosaurs. So she likes watching the dinosaurs while we get Isaac up and running in the morning. Um, but it's on YouTube. Yeah. And just some of the ads that get injected. There was one time, no joke, the ad was 22 minutes long. Yeah. And Megan is not going to know to skip ads. No. She's just going to sit there and watch a 22-minute ad. No, normally she, if it's not the Club Babu, she'll then like, grab the remote and like come to us. She knows to hit the button. <laughs> Sometimes she knows to hit the button. It's like she's, she's been able to do things on her own. Like there was, we paused, I think we paused Dinosaur Train sometime before dinner. Dinosaur Train. Dinosaur Train. Yeah, and she went and unpaused it? Yeah, she went and unpaused it on her own. That's adorable. Yep. So she knows that like a button on that remote does something. So maybe she, you know, will learn that okay, the 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 center button here is the one that I have to press. Probably very soon. Yes. <laughs> I watched Dinosaur Train with my nephew. With Buddy Loved it. and Don Pteranodon. I mean, it was I watched it like eight years ago, Andy. I do not remember any of it. I just remember that my nev- my niece and nephew used to love Dinosaur Train. I looked through the uh the list of the episodes and the very last episode of dinosaur train that they recorded, they talked about asteroids and meteorites. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's dark. Like I got, I got to find that episode just to see how they actually like quote unquote end it. Cause of course they can't, you know, end it cause it's, they're just going to keep it in syndication. So they just, you know, they, they, they can't end the show, but it's still like literally the last one that they premiered was about asteroids and meteorites. That's just, Oh boy. Do you, do you remember the TV show dinosaurs? Yes. Did you ever watch the last episode of dinosaurs? Yes. I remember watching the last episode. We were at grandma's house. I think it was it. At, I think we were eating dinner at grandma's house. Was that a Sunday show? Or was that a TGIF show? I think it was TGIF. Okay, but yeah, no, them sitting down in front of the TV and how the everybody was talking about how cold it was. Yep, because climate change was a thing. Yeah. Yep. So okay, one one bit of video game news here that I got to talk about. Ooh. So take two. I like video games. Yes, take two. Back in 2020, acquired yeah. Play Dots. Hey. Who was the developer known for Dots and its sequel, Two Dots? I don't know these games. I think they had dots on the screen, and I think you had to like draw lines oh, to the dots or match I, the dots wait, or something. I might remember this game. Hang on, let me go. That was a great game. All right, now I'm recording again. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I do remember that game. So yeah, so Take Two acquired. Dots. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. They acquired Play Dots for $192 million. Yeah, just a lot of money. Well, the news just reported that Take Two is closing New York-based mobile studio Play Dots. Crap. <laughs> so two years later, it's one hundred ninety-two million dollars. Oh, sorry, two years and two months. They uh, yeah said they were going to. Oh, they they acquired it back in August of twenty twenty. So like they they acquired it and then they're like ah, this is oh shit yep. <laughs> okay they're adding that two dots development will continue at zynga studios going forward 
this feels like. 90 million in cash they paid, 102 million in shares of Take Two stock. So. This feels bad. I don't know if they, you know, staff of 70 people. 90 million in cash. You think there's something that we we aren't being told? I don't know. I just I just found it ridiculous though that they paid 192 million dollars for this video game company and 2 years later they have shut down said video yeah. game company. Yeah. I just you know, I said, "Hey, people there can still get a job with uh at Zynga. At Zynga, and those who do not find new roles will be eligible to receive severance." And I'm like, "Well, shoot. Props to them for get, making a good game." Getting millions of dollars in cash. Getting bought. Getting bought, yep. That's the way to do things we, now, right? We didn't talk about GTA 6. About it getting leaked? Yeah. Since we're talking about Take-Two and Rockstar more specifically, like we, we never talked about how GTA 6 got leaked or a very early build of GTA 6 got leaked. Part of me feels like that was like an it's a non-story though because... Well, it's it's a non-story in that like we don't want to draw too much attention to the the thing that was leaked, right? It's yes. it's like the focus should be on that something was leaked. Yes. Not some, on some... hey, you can go see like the early developments cuz early development stuff is crap. Like it just is and all of the the other video game publishers like came to Rockstar's defense to say, "Yeah, no, early shit looks bad. Don't judge the game on it. Yeah, no, it's things are literally just cubes. And like, I, you know, our, our job is the meta analysis, right? We don't report on the thing that got leaked. We're reporting on the people reporting on the things that got leaked and the reactions and what the industry's doing. So anyway, GTA 6 confirmed... <laughs> And I still haven't played five. I think I've got five on. I've got five on some platform on my computer, but I don't remember yeah. which one. I have five. I played like half an hour of five, and then I'm like, this is not. I I think I got ruined by four because to me, four was so good with with the hero, the protagonist. That, yeah. Like I just, I really enjoyed it. I liked Nico's story. I did not like the story of the characters in five, at least not at the very start. But it's good to know that 6 is coming out at some point. I still have to play Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. Andy, you have a lot of video games that you still, quote-unquote, have to play. Yes, have to play. I have bad news for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Assassin's Creed games and... Grand Theft Auto games. I'm still I'm keeping up on my Hearthstone. Of... Well, except for... <laughs> well, Hearthstone's nice because I can, you know, I normally just open up during lunch and I can just knock out one of the daily quests yep. during lunch. You get lunch. a Steam Deck and you can knock out an actual quest in an actual game like Red Dead Redemption. Yes, but that means I would actually have to have the thing and then I just, you know... Having Hearthstone up on my computer is no big deal. If I'm sitting in my office with a freaking Steam Deck, that just, I feel oh, like... someone's going to notice. I feel like that just gives the wrong, wrong mental picture. Okay. But playing Hearthstone on your computer doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can always alt-tab to Microsoft Excel. Hey, 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 we're a Google house. Oh, sorry. I can always alt-tab to Google Sheets. I just alt-tab to Chrome. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I have a feeling we're kind of coming up on time. Yes. Yes, we are coming up on time. Um, mm, there's a, the new Pixel is going to be 64-bit Android. 
which doesn't really mean much because the Google Play Store um, has dropped 32-bit apps back in uh, 2019. <laughs> so this would only be a problem for you if you like abandonware apps that are several years old. Everything I, else, I 64-bit should be fine. I like a little, some of those. I mean, I don't know if I actually use any of those old apps anymore. Well, when your Pixel 7 shows up. Sore topic, Andy. Sore topic. It was supposed to be here yesterday. Yeah, no, because they got rolled out this week. It was going to be here yesterday, and the timing did not work out. Yeah, no, my I'm waiting for a part for my transmitter that was supposed to get delivered yesterday. I still don't know yeah. where it is. Oh. Which actually reminds me, I should, hold on, let me just quickly just, just I'm very curious. It's this last email here. What is it, what was this going to tell me? Come on, UPS website. <laughs> ah, don't have time for that. Nope. But yeah, no, I was waiting for a freaking thing to show up and it never did. Like, well, I guess that's going to be a Monday problem. My Amazon thing that I freaking ordered at, I ordered something off of Amazon at 4.30 and it showed up at the office at 12.30 the next day. Part of me is like, how did they even have this in stock? <laughs> this was a 7 16th DIN female, no, DIN male to an end connector female adapter. Why did Amazon have that in stock somewhere to be able to get that to my office to you, in less than 24 hours? Well, I mean, ask yourself what range that is. Oh, How I, far away? You can go pretty far in t less than 24 hours. Right. And it is quite small, probably the size of a silver dollar. So it was a small adapter, but still, that was just a bit surprising. It's like, oh, that that's already showed up? <laughs> All right. What do we? What, what's your review, sir, Andy? Oh, I have technically two reviews. Are we allowed to do that? Well, I'm giving two options. Okay. And I kind of want to give like a little bit of a juxtaposition between the two of them. Uh huh. So, speaking of upgrading. Your house. Yes. Um, all the bedrooms that we have have the ceiling fan light <laughs> combos. Yes. In all the rooms. Okay. So there is a single switch on the wall that just cuts the power. Okay. So in order to turn the light on and off while keeping the fan on, we have to actually use the pull chains. Mm-hmm. So we have small children who, you know. Can't uh, reach that can't reach that high so i wanted to figure out okay how can i go from this wall switch pull chain combo and you know get it so they can on the <laughs> on the wall switch turn on the lights and the fans separately and there are is, is the wall switch wired for a fan and light like no no, it's just, here's power. Yep. Not even like, here's here's levels of power. Just here's power. Yep, that's all it is. Here's power, okay. pull chain to adjust your fan, fan speed. speed, and pull chain to turn the light on or the light off. Yeah, okay. So I found two options. Yeah. The first one that we had gotten to replace the one in Isaac's mm -hmm. room because the pull chain mechanism actually broke. Not the chain itself, but the actual mechanism inside the light switch broke and was riveted into place. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah sounds about right yep so i had to figure out going okay this is you know what am i supposed to do replace the fan yeah so i was going to replace the fan and the ceiling light but i had to find one that was able to handle just having a regular switch yeah so i found this one from hunter that was actually um the whole ceiling fan combo thing there mm -hmm. and it's got this little box in there 
that is a wireless receiver. Mm -hmm. And so I plugged the the power into that, and that had the two separate lines going one to the one to the light, one to the fan. Yep. And then I replaced the light switch with their version of a light switch, which has power, uh, light light dimming controls, and a fan and fan speed controls. So this one replaced the actual wall switch with another wall switch. So it always is fed power from the wall. And it but controls the wall switch is direct. Okay, it's not. It's not wired. To, you know, it's still. It still gets the the power from the it wall. It gets the switch. power from the wall, but it's not wired into the fan's control. No, the, it controls the fan wirelessly. Okay, but it still uses the same one wire to feed power to the light in the fan. Okay. Um, this was a more expensive option because this was the whole kit, and uh, this one. The there is there's a little bit of a delay between when I actually push a button and when yep. the, the light actually goes off. Yeah, but not much of one, right? No, like but, noticeable, but yes, not noticeable. Like, but it, you know, so it, you measured know. in in like less than a second. Well, sometimes, especially if I'm trying to adjust the dimmable part of the light, mm-hmm. that that takes that takes like two seconds. Once I hit the button, then the light will dim, like a second and a half to two seconds later. But trying to find, uh, you know, a ceiling fan with an actual, like, light control that comes with the fan. Because all of them come with little remote controls. Mm-hmm. Little little tiny handheld things that look like they run my Chromecast. But actually, like, getting one with an actual, like, wall switch already connected all, you know, all, all in one go. It was a bit hard to find that. But that, you know, it was a good option because it worked. Now, in Megan's room, wanted to get something to replace that one, and I went the same route, getting the whole kit, and I was going to replace the whole fan and everything, until I opened up the wall switch, and something on that wall switch was tied using the switch itself as a junction box. So they actually had tied something else into the switch itself. And I'm not, I didn't want to like dig through to try and figure out what else Uh-oh. was tied into that light switch. <laughs> Cause it, it was tied into the load side. So the switch didn't matter because it was just using that as, as a thing. And I'm just like, well, this, this is kind of dumb and I don't want to deal with this to try and figure out what's connected to the fan and what's, you know, like yeah. whatever. And where does this wire go? Yes. So I got the second thing on here, which is from Hampton Bay, which is a universal, quote unquote, ceiling fan wall controller. So yeah. I talked about that little black box that was a wireless receiver. Yep. This is just that little black box. Plus the wall switch. Plus the wall switch, yes. And the wall switch is actually basically just the remote control built to look like a wall switch. Right. It's actually battery powered <clears throat> on there. And it handles the wall switch. It's not. It doesn't even plug into the the wiring nope. in the. Huh. It is just battery powered. So it literally just looks like a wall switch. Yes, it looks like a wall switch, but it's actually and it's it's in the wall plate. It's in the junction box, but it is not connected to anything in the junction box. But you do need a box for it. Yes. Okay. It's not thin enough that it just looks like it's in a box. It actually does like screw into a junction box. Yes. So did you just hardwire the fan as always on? Yes, I just took those wires. I didn't care where they went. I'm like, well, she just all <laughs> wire nutted them all together and just shoved it Load back in there going. Line. Just make I, the connection. Yep. I, the thing is always on. And then I, you know, I put that remote on there and this one, um, cause it's a wireless control. It's still wired into the light and the fan and my, you know, ceiling fan with the pull cord still had that set up. 
So I can control it from here, but then the pull cords still exist and still work. Yes. So you really have nine speeds on your fan. Well, not really. Was the pull cord for the fan only on and off and not speed control? No, it was speed control, yes. So you have nine speeds. Well, yes, I could, you know, take, because this thing basically controls the voltage to the motor. And, and then, then, yes, I could the also pull switch. Over, yeah, the pull switch could also lower it even more. Yeah, you, you take the percentage and multiply them together. I haven't tried that, but whatever. So if, if you assume it's, it's like a third, a sixth, and full, then if you set both of them to a third, you actually reduce the speed to a ninth. I don't want to see what that would do to the motor. <laughs> it's just like, except it's not a third, right? The three speeds are not third, sixth, and full. Nope. But yes, you'd probably undervoltage the motor a little bit there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see what that would do to the motor. I would recommend just leaving the pull switch on full. Yep, that's what I did. Just leave it on yep. full. This thing also can handle dimmable lights if I wanted it that way, but... Nice. Um, I didn't want to mess with that because yep. we didn't have a dimmable light in there. So I said, and it has Screw a it. timer. Yes, it does have a timer. And it also has a variable speed for the fan. Cool. So you can you can hit the, the little wavy lines and it will actually vary the speed of the fan to make it feel more, quote unquote, natural. More breeze-like. Yes, more breezy. <laughs> the timer... <sighs> So here's the thing. They, they missed an opportunity on the timer. If they had, they, it, I'm looking at the picture. It's got two hours, four hours, and eight hours. Mm-hmm. If they had done um, one hour, two hours, four hours, eight hours if you want it. Um, I, have a, I have a stand-up fan that does this where it basically if you have it in binary, you can count up, right? So one, two, four, eight, you can get, you can come up with any number of hours between one and 15. Oh, okay. Because you, you press the button once and it's one hour. You press the button again and now it's two hours. You press it again and it's the two hours plus the one hour. It's three hours. You press it again and it's four hours. You press it again and it's four hour plus the one hour is five hours. And then six and then yeah, yeah. It just, it counts up in binary and I love it because it gives you so much more flexibility than like eh, four hours, eight hours. Like what if you only want it on for three hours? I don't know. We haven't really used the timer feature yet on this, but this one also has the ability to have a delay built in with the light. Mm -hmm. So if you hit the power button, it will actually, you can actually have it set up to wait. uh, I think it's like somewhere between five to 10 seconds and then the light will turn off in case your wall switch is somewhere not near the door. Yep. But our light switch is literally right next to the door, so having the delay Usually set up. Usually they're would, next to the door, yeah. right? Like, it's very rare you'd find that switch that's not next to the door. I'm still salty about electronics. <laughs> after after spending my entire day pulling the great stuff out of my wall junctions, and I still don't know where the doorbell's jun- junction box is. <sighs> That could be anywhere. Right. Like, I, I'm not going to be able to find it, right? We like, don't actually have a doorbell on our house. Really? Yeah. I have a wired doorbell, and I would very much like to upgrade it to a wired, like, modern security doorbell. But if you do the wired version, you need to know where the junction box is because you need to wire it in. Mm-hmm. And it can be anywhere in the house. Yep. So, yeah. So, this one was pretty good. The I had to do some slight modifications in order to get this black box to fit. So, even though this is a universal ceiling fan, I had to break out the Dremel. So... <laughs> Shave, shave it down a little bit? Well, the, the bracket that holds the fan in there is different than I think whatever this bracket is. Like, I got it to I fit see. in theory, but I had to, I had to cut a notch for it. Okay. 
But it's well, in there. It's fine. The fan is stable. It's no problem. Yay. But yeah, no. So this this is the other option. It's like if you like your fan, you can you can I still want more options. Yes. You can upgrade it here, okay. no problem. Or you could also just look at, you know, fans with something like this. Both of these exist. And yes, there are some now that have um, Alexa integration. Yeah, my, my, we redid the fans in this house not too long ago, and they all have a remote control. It looks just like that. Yeah, so, you know, this is, I loved both of these, and this gives you some options depending on, you know, what you want to deal yeah. with. But yeah, no, both I, of these I really were pretty. I really like this, the, the three-speed universal, like, wall mount. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clever. Yeah. I just love that. I was like, oh, this doesn't actually attach into the wall. Well, this is great because I don't know which wires are which. (laughs) Seriously, like, figure you should know that. In theory, yes, but I didn't know where the other wire was going. I'm like, I don't want to have to, you know. Trace it. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I've got the wire nuts for three wires. I need need one of those cameras that can, like, see through the wall. So... There you go. There are options for you if you're thinking about upgrading your ceiling fans. Both of these, pretty easy to deal with. Just don't spray the junction box with great stuff. (laughs) Salty Dave. Very. All right, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. (laughs) What red flags do you look out for in daily life? Very different ones now that I've owned a house for 10 years. Fucking great stuff in the junction box is a big one now. What red flags do you look for? Uh, what red, I mean, flags red flags do you look what? out for like, in daily life? Relationship-wise? I mean, I, I don't know what the what the ask is here. Like, what red flags do you watch out for in daily life? I'm not sure I do. I don't know that there's many things that are, are like, red flagable for me. Where, like, I have to be careful. Like, oh, man, like, that's that's a bad sign. Like, I, sounds. Sounds are my red flag. When the house makes weird noises. One of the red flags for me in my daily life, lifted pickup trucks. In the sense that, like... I just don't want to mess worried. with those people. Okay. You know, just... Because I've been doing a lot of driving recently through the back roads of western Michigan because there's a lot of road construction going on. So my normal, you know, main routes to get to the transmitter sites are blocked. Are blocked. So it's been a lot of back roads. Thank you, Google Maps, for <laughs> guiding you through them. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just like road closed. I'm like, okay, well, which way is the detour? I don't know. Google. All right, let's go. <laughs> Google, Google, you'll figure out my detour. But those those lifted pickup trucks, it's just like, it's either a brand new, like, shiny pickup truck, no dirt on it at all, or it's a lifted pickup truck that's actually, like, got dirt on it. And you're like, okay, so one of these is actually being used, one of these is for show, I'm just gonna leave that guy alone, I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna talk to him, I don't wanna look in his direction. It's just those those lifted pickup trucks, just... Okay. Not really. Yeah, the ones that are not really. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like Trump posters and God, here the Wisconsin, of people Ron that Johnson still have Trump posters. flags up at their house. Yep. We are literally less than a month away from the midterm elections, and you still have 2020 and 2016 election stuff up. Okay. Just those people are just. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah. So yeah, those are my current red flags right now. Granted, you know, some of those people out there, I accidentally got stuck in a ditch in the middle of the night uh, yesterday. No, going into Friday. Yes, going into Friday. So Thursday night into Friday, I, I missed the turn on one of the transmitter sites and I got stuck in a ditch. Guy in a pickup truck was like, hey, you need help? And I'm like, yeah, I got a tow rope. And he's like, sweet. Pulled right over. A couple minutes later, tow rope, tow rope, boom, out. That guy was nice. Couldn't really tell because it was, you know, two or three three o'clock in the morning. Couldn't tell if he was lifted or not, but yeah, shiny lifted pickup trucks. No dirt on them. That's that's my daily red flag while I'm driving. Okay, so right. there you go. That's there, my answer and go. I'm sticking to it. Okay. With that, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.